0: Welcome to My College Corner, sponsored by Invite Education. I'm your host, John Hupalo. Student loans continue to be a hot topic. I read about $1.4 trillion of outstanding student loan debt, and I can't help but think there is a better way. But I also know from my experience of working in Washington and since, a better way is years away, at best. And parents and students who today have mounds of debt or are literally signing loan notes for this next semester's bill, they need help today, not in five years from now when the politicians are done debating what they think is right for all of us. So what we're doing at My College Corner is trying to help demystify that process. And we're talking with experts in the field to offer tips and insights on how to best manage the student loans. And I'm delighted today to be joined by one of those experts. He not only knows the nuts and bolts of the student loan programs, His job is to help people who are struggling to pay back their student loans. He has degrees from the University of Virginia and from Harvard University. He is currently the Director of Consumer Advocacy and is the Ombudsman at American Student Assistance, ASA. I'm excited to welcome today's guest to my college corner, Kevin Fudge. Kevin, welcome. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate you uh, not only being here, but also um, helping us on MyCollegeCorner.org's webinar, "The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly of Student Loans," and our listeners can find that at MyCollegeCorner.org. Uh, but what I really wanted to uh, to start with is to ask you, as I did in the webinar, uh, is this title of ombudsman? What what is that? It's uh, it sounds like a, an official, but maybe somewhat archaic, maybe confusing uh, title for folks. What,
1: what what's an ombudsman? Ombudsman is basically an individual that looks to find a solution uh to a difficult situation between two parties. Um, you know, a neutral third party that mediates and resolves a dispute. So in this case, um who were the who are the parties? Typically, it's uh, an individual, so a student or a parent, or uh, somebody who's, uh, we can just usually use the ter- loosely use the term borrower, somebody who has student loans, and then another entity, be it the college where the student went, or the loan servicer, or um, the lender. It could be any party that's engaged on the other side of that. And how do um,
0: folks out there find you in your capacity as ombudsman?
1: Well, typically, people will contact their um, congressperson or their senator, um, or they contact the attorney general's office, and the attorney general's office will forward uh, the borrower's complaint to us, uh, and then we'll take it from there.
0: And you try to mediate a referee a fair uh, resolution for everyone involved?
1: absolutely. A lot of it's just fact finding, figuring out how the situation evolved from its starting point to where it is right now. Uh, I I guess the best way to describe it is it's almost like it's like CSI for student loans. (laughs) I guess I'm dating myself because CSI is now off the air, but um, you know, I'm a a forensic scientist when it comes to student loans. Is there a pattern of these
0: things, maybe something that you can tell folks today to keep them away from uh, having to meet you in your capacity as an ombudsman?
1: Yeah, I, I hope that I don't see people because usually <laughs> it's it's in a it's in a very challenging situation. But um, you know the, the main principles are know what you owe, know what you have, whether it's uh, how much of it is federal, how much of it's private. Um, know what your your repayment options are, and then you know have a paper trail. So have documentation of interactions we've had with individuals. Um, you know, take down you know, detailed notes. If you're, if you're calling a school's financial aid office, get the name of the person you spoke to, you know, say what day it was, because all those things can help you later on if you're having difficulty with repayment. I
0: think a lot of times there's this thinking out there that you know, there's this uh, sort of um, sort of contest or fight between a borrower and others. And the reality, Kevin, I imagine, is that m- people make mistakes. Um, as a borrower, I make mistakes. I might overlook something. Maybe the school's made a mistake. And
1: it's not necessarily devious on anyone's part. Is that true? Absolutely. I think that's a really good point because in a lot of instances, there's no malice. It can just be um, uh, you know, inadvertent. Um, It can be something wasn't coded incorrectly. I've seen cases where uh, somebody's loan was counted twice in the system and it took uh, intervention uh, on our behalf uh, and to contact the U.S. Department of Education to remove that from the National Student Loan Data System. Um, There's all types of cases. Uh, I think it's just important for people to have a level head. Um, to uh, n- you know not have a me against the world mentality uh, and to really again if channel the anxiety into action i 've said that before in numerous instances, and you know recognizing that it is, it's, it's, it is it can be a very difficult process, it can be very confusing, but just learn the language of, of financial aid, learn the language of student loans, and recognize uh, the free resources that are out there to help you with this process
0: and, and sort of just one last thing as you 're talking through this it 's really interesting to me. It's not you're not necessarily an advocate for the borrower or an advocate for the servicer. You're really trying to re- remediate the situation, find a, a resolution. Or should folks think that that you're sort of on their team? If I'm a borrower and I come to you and I say, Kevin, I have this problem are Are you part of sort of my
1: team, or are you a more like a mediator? Yeah, I'd say I'd say more the latter, more more mediator. I'm a, and so there's there's two ways to look at advocacy. In general, I advocate for. Uh, more streamlined processes or, or or higher education financing to be um, easier for the general public, right? So, so I advocate for, I would advocate for more grants versus more loans. I would advocate for more transparency in financial aid letters, something that helps all students um, know again be clear about what is a grant what is a loan what their responsibility is you know uh, I would remove parent loans from being able to be put in pre- uh, financial aid award letters but that's another story for another day so I think in general advocacy is, is that is, is what you know I do individually and I think our organization wants people to be able to maximize returns uh, from their investment in higher ed I think from an ombudsman perspective in resolving disputes I'm an advocate for a fair process Um, You know, I I don't know that I would say that I'm on anybody's side as much as I am on the side of mutual gains. You know, how do we how do how do we have uh, an amicable resolution, one that both parties hopefully feel satisfied with that respects the process and respects fairness?
0: Yeah, And your point is you just want to resolve this conflict and take the anxiety out and the stress out for the family and let them move on to other things in their lives, basically. Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit, you mentioned uh, your organization, American Student Assistance. Tell us a little bit about ASA. Sure. So
1: ASA is actually uh, was started as a loan guarantee agency uh, at its inception, but has now evolved into an organization that is all about uh, helping people make good choices about higher education and, you know, education beyond high school, whether that's college, whether that's trade by earlier interventions. So the mission has expanded to include uh, working and helping, you know, Reimagine career pathways, helping younger people identify, uh, you know, what they, how they want to build their skills and what capacities and what arenas, and really understanding their options. So at an earlier age, we can help people start to identify, you know, what they, what they want to do, what they know about themselves, what they're excited about, and then hopefully that will inform to make, uh, you know, have choices that have better outcomes for those students and their families.
0: And I know that uh, American Student Assistance and its uh, prior uh, life, actually, if I remember this correctly, was guaranteed the very first student loan um, ever made in the country at the first National Bank of Ipswich, if I'm remembering all that right. <laughs>
1: that, that is correct. I, I guess another way to say it is with the, the model for which Stafford Loans then yeah. came into existence. So yes, that is correct.
0: Yeah, it's a great thing, this uh, this idea, and, and Kevin said it right at the beginning, of, of the his ability to reach across the platform. He can talk to the federal government, he can talk to the state governments, he can talk to the student loan servicers, he can talk to borrowers, and he can help Uh, not only with individual circumstances, but to affect change in public policy. And I think ASA has done a wonderful job of that from its inception in the late 50s uh, to today of evolving its models. In this current environment, what do borrowers need to be successful? ASA seems to have done a wonderful job of, of making all those transitions. Well, Kevin, um, uh, just as an idea of uh, again, sort of this commonality. I know there are lots of um, there are lots of um, opportunities for people to do great things and not so great things. But um, what's one, what, what, maybe, some of the common mistakes that borrowers make at some point in the process uh, that leads them uh, sort of to your door at some point uh, down the road? Are, is there uh, some? group of, uh, and I asked this in a different way earlier on, but is there some um, some group of challenges that they have that if they knew more about one particular avenue or or opportunity or option today that they wouldn't find themselves in trouble tomorrow?
1: Um, Well, I look at that and I think of two things. One is uh, not being aware of the cumulative effect of borrowing. So looking at how can we pay for one year? Uh, and being a little short-sighted in that thinking and not having a, the, the view of the long game is, is how is this going to affect uh, our borrowing going forward and what are what's our cumulative amount that we're comfortable borrowing for the entire entirety of the students' education. Another thing I, I think that immediately comes to mind is just, how much of a regional challenge student loans can be? Hmm. Because if you go west of the Mississippi, if you ever look at a map, a debt map of the U.S. and where it's mostly concentrated, it's it's most it, here in New England, given you know the high cost of public universities and the high density of private liberal arts colleges that cost upwards of fifty, sixty, and now seventy thousand um, dollars out west people will utilize uh, the two-year schools first, public colleges, and then transfer to a four-year school, public college again, and then leave school with half of the debt that they have out here. And, I, and at one, one of the things I would hope going forward that we see in New England is hopefully uh, an acceptance of that as a viable path that you can go. And and I actually see this in travels. Um, I'm, ha- I'm heartened to know that in some districts where there's like 99% of students that go on to a four-year school, just to, for one example, I was in Acton uh, last year, and the gentleman who went to Acton-Boxborough Regional High School, very well known. Um, but he had said, you know, my sister went to a private liberal arts college, has a lot of debt, so I'm actually going to start out at Middlesex, and then I'm going to transfer and complete my four-year degree at UMass Lowell. And I I mean, here I am getting pool supplies and I'm like dancing <laughs> in the aisles. I'm like, I'm so happy to hear you say that. Yes. It's, it's brilliant, you know, and, and good for you for doing that. Now, I'm sorry that your older sister, you had to see her have so much debt and that sort of you know prompted you to make that choice. But I'm so happy that you made that decision because it just illustrates the variety of ways that you can obtain your degree post high school and or attain some sort of post-secondary credential and that you don't have to go into massive debt to do it. So good for you and I hope to see more of that.
0: Yeah, you know, I've, I've often said that I think the financial crisis has helped this generation of students actually do that, because they saw their parents get laid off, they saw what happens. My daughter, uh, I had to twist her arm to take a credit card, because mm-hmm. she was completely convinced that this would ruin her life. Mm-hmm. She has mm-hmm. a great job, and I just said to her, you don't have to have those huge high interest rates, you can pay it every month, mm-hmm. just and use it responsibly mm-hmm. same thing with student loans absolutely. right absolutely and this idea that the financial crisis again it's it's so counterintuitive to think that but it sounds to me like you agree with that as
1: well yeah uh, yeah absolutely and i think it's really important again student loans aren't bad like there can be they're they're a great way to help supplement whatever resources the family brings to the table or maybe they don't have resources right but sometimes it's, it's it can it it's an actual necessity um however it doesn't mean that you just take it as a given that you're going to just take them and not have you know be sober about how you're going to do this right um we've talked about it before like you don't just because you're offered the maximum doesn't mean you have to borrow the maximum um there are parents who can write a check for seventy thousand dollars and i've told them i said you know what it can help your student to understand financial responsibility by taking out student loans so there's actually students there's families who could write a check for the full amount that borrow and take student loans to help teach their student about, okay, here's what it's going to be like when you're on your own and you're going to have to have some financial responsibility.
0: So I gave that exact same advice to a friend of mine, not all that long ago. And in October, I had an email. He said, thank you so much. And he sent me a clip of his son's FICO score. Mm-hmm. Which was like seven sixty. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he had been paying his loan and he mm-hmm. did what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a, a brilliant example precisely where you used it in a in a good way right. to help get that student on the under they had skin in the game. Mm-hmm. They understand what it's like now to be an adult. Consumer, mm-hmm. right? They're paying, mm-hmm. and they have now an opportunity to have a really uh, terrific credit score very early in their life. So Absolutely. it can be it can be terrific. Yeah, you know I can't think of a better way to end this conversation than on that happy note. Though Kevin, um, it's it's really um, I think an opportunity for families to know that. Not all student loans are bad. Mm -hmm. You can be responsible. Think about how you're going to use the debt. Think about the outcome you're going to have. What's my job going to be? Mm -hmm. And this can be a really useful way for students to get on the ground and make themselves, you know, these productive members of society right out of the box. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you, Kevin. Any last uh, words, anything we didn't talk about that you think maybe we should just mention? But. Um, I, I really appreciate you uh, taking your time to be with us here and also um, on the uh, webinar, uh, the good and the bad and the ugly of uh, student loans. Thanks hey, so much. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Very good. Well, Kevin, uh, on behalf of Kevin Fudge, I'm going to wrap this up and say uh, that we want to provide information, tools, and services to families to help stay out of uh, student loan debt and make student loan debt a good, affordable way to finance college. Till next time, remember. Saving a dollar today is better than borrowing one tomorrow.